We'd love to uh, be in conversation with you too. Today we're talking culture, Gogo. Mm-hmm. Togoza, Gogo. No, Togoza. You know, I loved when you said our local, ne? Like yes. local is like, it's nice to have a local Gogo talking about local issues and local African cultural issues. So it was nice how you, I was listening on the other side as you were introducing I missed you. Me. Am I allowed to say I missed you? Yes, I missed you Because I don't too. know what Gogo Cat is. <laughs> are you allowed to tell your Gogo that you missed her or not? No, you are allowed to. You are human. And you know, it's interesting. I think it's one of the assumptions because people believe in this big protocols, yes. you know, and I think for me, when we speak about respect, it's also about being ourselves. Mm. So we can try to be respectful, but deny ourselves our true selves because I'm trying to observe this Goko protocol. Because people also say to me, but how do I address you? Do I call yes, you Goko Dineo? Yes. Do I call you Dineo? Do I call you D? I say to me, you know, call me whatever that makes you comfortable. But ah. there's... love. In, in fact, that was my <laughs> yes. next question though. What yes. if you want to ask... Gogo out. Yeah. What's protocol there? Yes. No, because remember, Gogo is a custodian of. Uh, so Gogo is the body in which her ancestors have, you know, decided to possess. Yes. But Gogo is still a human being, and ah. Gogo has human needs. So ah. Gogo will go out on a date so and I'm, enjoy I'm, human things. So where do I take a Gogo for on a date? Well, it depends on what each gogo likes different things. Ah, you know, okay. some 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 gogos their ancestors might not want uh, where there's a lot of noise. Some gogos are cool with it. At the end of the day, we're not held hostage by the, by our ancestors. It depends also at the level of the gogo race you in. Ah. Why, when you're an initiate, you mm. completely limited to things. No contact. No, yes. you know. And then when you when you graduate, then you still have to accustom and and make yourself one with with your ancestors and, and and come back to yourself. And then when you're at my gogo stage, yes. hey, you know, things happen. So is it romantic for me to say, Gogo, can I go help you <laughs> dig up some roots there? <laughs> <laughs> it depends what is my sense of, of romance and my sense of humor. I don't like ov- obvious things. Hey, I don't like I don't like obvious. You know, I, I think I'm a I'm quite a deep, thoughtful person. So I would want somebody to engage me at that level. Okay. Good morning to you, Jelly Mank. I know you're loving Chantel Stanfield on Metro FM. There's nothing there. 25 after 6, it is the last Tuesday of the month. Gogo Dineo Ntlanzi in the building. She's our resident uh, traditional healer and knower of things. Gogo, what is heritage? For instance, Mpoa was saying earlier on, how do you explain to a child... Right? So meaning your essence. This is the essence of who you are as an African child. And then Uti smilo sako. You know, again it's the essence of who you are. And then that essence is both tangible and non-tangible. So what do we mean by that? So it's the things that that we see that are physical, the way we dress, mm. the types of food we eat the language we speak right um but there are things that are non-tangible it's our you know connect our rituals and connections to ancestors that we you know that also is our heritage mm-hmm. and also is what is unfortunate though is that as much as we can teach our children but we still lack a lot of systemic tangible things that can say to an african child this is this is a reflection of me what do i mean by that you go to a restaurant the menu is plainly in english mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. that is out there does not reflect what this child is being taught oh. so that's the struggle when you go to school mm-hmm. our children do they see themselves in the 
in the school books. And I don't mean by the pictures of black kids. I mean by how it's the language that is spoken. Mm. So, you know, uh, we speak about the issue of respect for us and the respecting your elders. And, there's, you know, is that carried out throughout the school system? In, in fact, uh, the school where my kids used to go. Yeah. Uh, I remember my wife brought this up with the, the headmistress and... You could tell she was very uncomfortable about it because my uh, my wife asked, "Why is it that at the school, the only black people are cleaners?" Yes, you see. Like, yes. are you saying to our kids that this is what we are good for in this system, just to clean, just to we cut? We need people the, like your wife. Like, why are yeah. there no teachers that yes. the kids can relate to when your school has more than fifty percent black kids? Like, what are you saying to them? Wow. But that's what I'm talking about. If you, you know, if you the take your kids into spaces, yes. Yes. the tangible is there the tangible that can say this is me. You know, this is a reflection of me. Mm. Because I think for me that we're not just discussing issues of heritage, Ka Heritage Day sure. by dressing up. That's good because do it, we live it? You know, do we live it? Yes. And you, do you understand why you are dressed up the way that you? Mm. Do you understand this tuaba? Mm. You know, because some of us want to take a part of our heritage and apply it when it serves us, like on Heritage Day, mm. and have fun. But then we want to do away with the essences of why we do those things. And I, I tweeted yesterday, I said to people, we need to understand that our heritage goes beyond the clothing that we wear. Mm. You know, and that a lot of us also understand our cultural norms and principles and values because that's part of our heritage. Mm. Still from a very Western perspective, because mm. we take things like Lobola and make it all about the bridal price. Sure. You know, and then we, we, we all fight about, but the man is buying the woman again, perpetuating stereotypes and assumption that our, our heritage or our African heritage is about men being superior over the woman. Mm. And we know, and I, I say this all the time, African heritage or African culture is never about one being superior. It's about a collective system. We always wanted to build strong family systems mm. and our cultures became very matraca when our fathers moved away sure. to the cities for mining and other work, you know. Um, work things well, they were forcibly moved from their homes. 29 minutes after 6, Gogo, Dineo and Lanzi is in the building. When we come back, we're going to take your calls. What about your culture or heritage do you struggle with? Mm. Like you really want to be woke, you yeah. really want to be in touch, but you're struggling or it doesn't make sense to you. Mm. Uh, you don't understand why we do things exactly. and I think that's what we want to discuss because I think also fresh... People are wanting to be woke, but yeah. we also come from from a past or our elders saying no. That's how we do things. But we need to interrogate it because now we're passing it on a generation that will ask, mm. what is the significance? What is this going to enable in my life? So when we can have such discussions of why are we doing what we're doing, mm. we can then be embraced, and it you know our cultural practices can then be passed on from one generation to the other. Please call us on zero eight nine double one zero double three double. We will call you back. What are you struggling with when it comes to culture and heritage? Knock Music and Boosi with Ntombi on Metro FM at 6.39. The last Tuesday of the month, hanging out with our resident traditional healer, Gogo Dineo Nklanzi is in the building. We're asking the question this morning, what about our culture or about your heritage do you struggle with? Whether it's making sense of it, or, like, why should I slaughter? I, I don't get it. I don't understand. Good morning, Lindelani. How are you doing, sir? Hello, DJ Fresh. How are you? We're good. Gogo is in the building. What's your question or comment? Uh, I'd just like to ask Gogo that, uh, as an African child, am I bound to build a house for my parents? Like, mm. uh, 
is it really necessary for me when I'm start working to really build a house for my parents? Because you'll hear them say, okay, build up a house. Could you see? Yeah, you knew how we struggled to raise you. Then you must build up a house. Am I really bound to build it? Or is that something that I can do it out of the goodness of my heart? Uh, okay, Lindalani asking the question, as an African child, do I really have to build a house for my parents? <laughs> <laughs> or is it something I can just do from the goodness of my heart? I'm repeating because yeah. uh, Gogo's headphones were off. Are, you, are your headphones good now? Yeah, they're good. Okay. Am I obligated to build a house for my parents? You know, we need to also understand some cultural practices are what we adapted to with our economic situations. Mm. You know, I mean, traditionally, actually, parents would give their kids something to go build their own wealth. Mm. So when I spoke about Lebola earlier on, you know, part of the kettle that is paid is given into the new couple to go build their own wealth. Mm. Start, so it, starting yes, capital. Starting capital. Yes. So it wasn't about building uh, that we were having kids as an investment to build things for us. Mm. It's what some people now call black tax. Mm. You know, that we our parents raised us because we, we are now in their future investments. Mm. I think um, for me personally, and this is my own personal opinion, I think do it from the goodness of your heart because what we call in African culture is we've got what we call living ancestors in the physical. So mm. we look at our elders as living ancestors that when we also are able to appease them, not to our own detriment mm. and our own expenses and for us to be in debt, then when they pass on, they go on and become an ancestor of light mm. still. So it's not about buying expensive because what we also do, people want to buy expensive coffins and do fancy funerals. That person is no more. Mm. So rather if you could within your financial capacity do your best now when they're still alive as a gratitude for raising you but it shouldn't be an obligation. In fact you're right about, I remember mm. my dad when I was a child showing me he built his own house. Yeah. Um, when he was literally out of high school. Yeah. Uh, his mother said here, go build. Mm. That house is still standing. Exactly. And he built it from scratch using mud and dung. And your your what your mother legend. gave his mother gave him a piece of land which yes. is an asset, you know, yeah. which is a resource. So I think because of you know the the I mean when I say past cuz there's many past, right? There's pre-colonial, there's colonial, there's apartheid and then there's the now. Mm. I think during the apartheid times when people struggled, they hoped that their children if they invest in their children's education, it will then benefit the family as a whole. But I I don't think we should be able to support our parents to our own detriment to mm. where we are in indebted or yeah. we are in debt. I, th- I don't think that's sustainable. I think what he was trying to get at, and it's something that you hear a lot, people saying, if you don't take care of your parents while they're still alive, how do you then expect them to guide you when they've yeah. passed on? Yeah. So basically, if you're not taking care of your parents and you're living good, you... Yeah, that's what I said. I said, you know, from take care of your parents within your means. Yeah. I don't think that your ancestors are impossible in such a sense that you have to be heavily indebted to go buy a house that you can't afford yeah. mm. or give them something you can't because... What, 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 what's seen as a gift is what comes from the heart and what the heart wants to give. Mm. So whether that's a house or that's a dining room table or that's a wardrobe or that's groceries every month because what I also know is you don't go back home mm. you don't go empty-handed because mm. you're coming back to a home that has actually contributed to the person you are. Mm. So by bringing those things, you are giving gratitude and what you give gratitude to grows more mm. because then they become exactly the ancestor of light when they know more. Good morning, Lerato. Thank you for holding. What's your question or comment? Morning, guys. Morning, Lerato. Morning, Gogo. My question now is, I've always failed to understand why we cut our hair 
after somebody passes on in the family, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm just hoping you can assist me with that. And in my case now, I am married into another family. So I also want to understand what happens, God forbid, or if somebody passes away from my side of the family, do I still cut my hair? Do my kids cut their hair as well? How does it work? Okay, that's a very good question. Please listen on the radio, Lerato. So cutting our hair, it's a symbol of mourning. It mm. shows that we're shedding off the old and we're starting a new life without a loved one in the physical space. And mm. we are understanding as the hair grows, a new hair grows, a new relationship gets formed with them because the relationship transcends right it doesn't mm. end it transcends because they know more in the physical but they are with us in spirit so mm. the symbolism of of the cutting of the hair is to say the oldest has has to die ah. for the new to be born and if you are yeah. is it true for instance i've been growing these dreadlocks for 20 years yeah that i can cut a poshininyana where it can't be seen yes, yes. as a symbol yes as that, a symbol that, that they will understand yes is that it, true it's true even wearing bl- clothes mm. mourning clothes it's a symbol of that we are mourning mm. but people can still do those things without really mourning them ah. after one because for me what's important is it's the essence of why we do things because mm. we understand we need to evolve our culture mm. it can't stay the same in the 21st century as it was you know in the 1800s mm. but we need to remain to the essence why do we moan because we need to, as as the the remaining living relatives we need to also learn to detach that that that, that the body of that person we can't see it anymore mm. but we need to then formulate a relationship that is an you know a spiritual relationship that they are present with so us so mpo is married into another family now. yeah mm. Where what happens if there's a death in that family? Does she now adopt that family? Or if there's a death in her previous family, in yeah. inverted commas, does she mourn that way for that family? That was the question. We're married to create asked. bigger family systems. Mm. So the assumption that when a woman leaves their house, they do away with everything that is their own cultural mm. practice, it's also falsely because... In African culture, we never change surnames. Mm. Women carried their surnames. You're not lost them. to another no, family. No, you're not mm. lost to another family. That's why if it gets too difficult and the tough gets going, you still have your home. Mm. You are not. It's not like you're no longer their child. Yeah. You are still their child, but yeah. they're blessing you to go and uh, you know add value to this family that you're being married into. Yeah. So what it means that it is what a couple needs to discuss about how do we incorporate multi you know a uh, multicultural practices because in some family they might not do it you know in some family they might yeah. so in our honor how do we do it that we don't dishonor this union mm. in the honor yeah. of our multiple cultures how do we honor so we don't dishonor our own union okay that was going to be my question would do i have to do the rituals of the married family especially if those rituals were <coughs> not being done in my own family. I think once you understand the significance of those rituals and what value are they going to add into your marriage because sometimes moving away from them and say that's not my belief system, mm. you are also detaching yourself from the blessings of why the rituals are performed. Because yeah. remember, rituals are performed to align us to spirit so we can feed our spirit and when we feed our spirit, it feeds us because our essence is spirit. So if we don't do those things just because we, you know, I don't want to do it. But you kind of don't want to be that Makoti that's constantly asking Guti, why am I doing this? What's the significance? Has a hobby. Yeah, but no hobby now you might not know and has to go ask his mother and it's constantly, hey, this Makoti. <laughs> no, but I think it's a self-conscious thing. <laughs> this Makoti is trying, listen, this Makoti is trying to pass on a family tradition to her children, yeah. which are going to be, you know, a 
barriers of, of their culture. So mm. I think it's important. And I think it's the how we ask it because uh-huh. the attitude that goes with how we ask can be, hey, this Makoti, or it could be like, wow, we love she's this Makoti. Because mm. she's curious. She really wants to embrace. So when we come from an attitude of, I'm trying to embrace, I'm trying to learn. Let's say you come from a non-cultural family and yes. you go into this family like, I know nothing. So my asking is so I can understand and I can teach my kids so my kids can teach your grandchildren so the legacy lives on. Yeah. I think the family will be more open. And sometimes I think our families become frustrated because they don't know themselves. Mm. That's why the answer is always, ah, but we've always done it like that. Once. <laughs> True. <Yeah. laughs> We have a tweet from Nketi. Hashtag my happy next is a process. I'm in the process of helping my mom with having a tombstone ceremony and a tombstone erected for my late dad. He was the best dad in the world and honoring his memory would make this child a happy child. That is a tweet from Nketi. That whole difficulty. Eh? I think really? we all deserve a kitchen unit. We all deserve happiness on yeah. a honeymoon. But we also, you know, got to honor our... Past. Ancestors. Our ancestors, as yeah. it were. Gogo. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. I think I, I love the fact that she stays in the honor, you know, because this is a place where her own children and her grandchildren can go to that will last, you know, for, for, for the longest of time. So is this you saying you're going with number three? Yeah. Thank you, as always, for your WhatsApp voice notes. Uh, please send them to 0815 Keep them shorter than 30 seconds if you're able to. The Morning Glory on Metro FM. Tupac. Life goes on. We're hanging out with Gogo Dineo Ntlanzi. She is our resident uh, traditional healer and uh, knower of things cultural and African and otherwise. And we're asking you, what are some of your struggles when it comes to our culture? Uh, w- w- there was a tweet that you uh, referenced earlier on, Gogo. Yeah. Um, S- yes. So I'm going to combine these tweets because they speak to each other. I yes. think there's one about when a child is born out of wedlock, uh, you know, who does the child belong to? And then if um, the father doesn't have children with the woman but wants to marry the children, is that, you know, acceptable? We need to understand... Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So what's the question? So m- myself and Mpo have a child. Yeah. But the relationship... children. No, in this case, you've got children. But the relationship doesn't work out. Yeah. And you decide to marry the children and not the mother. Oh, okay. So yeah. our relationship, we yeah. broke up. Yeah. But there's children. Yeah. But me as a guy, I yeah. want the children to have my same name. Yes. Now yes. I'm married the children. Yes. Why must we do that? So I think it's important because to acknowledge paternity and that the children can be able not only to carry your surname, but can also carry your own traditional practices into their lives. What it's if as a mother, I'm like, no, it's not going to happen. Oh, we're not well, together. No, it can have implications on your children because your children might need to be, rituals might need to be performed from their father's side. Okay. And if they, you know, the necessary rights, including the transactional element of marrying the children does not okay, becomes very difficult for those children to be recognized as their father's children. I think that the important point here to understand for us, children don't belong to one person. They were not made by one person. They were mm. made by two people so when children are born out of wedlock those necessary rituals do need to get performed mm. so there are instances where the, the father wants to marry the mother and some cultural practice will say but you need to first acknowledge you know that you had a child with this woman out of wedlock and 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 some people go around the systems to say well i instead of paying what people call damages but it's not damages because damages mm. is a very negative word in sure. right say that no actually i want to marry Everyone, you okay. know, I, I want to, I want to marry my the the mother of the kid, but it's important for people not to marry for the sake of 
of of getting married because then that has implications on its own. I mm. think people need to marry because that's what they feel they want to commit to because mm. marriage is a very big thing and it's sure. a very complicated thing to get yourself into. So p- fathers have to do right by their children so that their children can be aligned with their fathers and sisters and they're not troubled children because if they're troubled children, they're not rooted in their father's ancestry, then children have issues. That's why we have so many boys at jails because some of them just... They need imbelego or... Somebody asked actually said, you know, how do we uh, welcome kids? It's called mpabadimu. So that by announcing that child to the ancestors, you're actually rooting them spiritually so they are then guided and protected and seen by and, and by by the ancestors. We're also asking the question: What about the way we do things as Africans? Um, has you conflicted? Um, we have Snega on the line. Hi, thanks for holding. Hi, how are you? We're good, sir. What's on your mind? Ooh, I see Heritage Day yeah. has been produced to not Heritage Day. Heritage has been produced to clothes because all we see is people wearing different traditional clothes. Mm. But what, and my expectation would have been for a rate show of a Ubuntu. It's just one of our people who have a lot of money or a lot of money. My expectation would have been for a heritage day. What we do is a show of a Ubuntu because of the heritage that right, which is Lutheran Legion. I think about why confuse the heritage in the culture, which is some sort of a way of life. For example, I think about the way of life. I think it's a way of life. I think it's a so part of part of our best right is a change. Principles are open to the middle of the What we do is a show of your not any That's I think where we have missed it. So culturally heritage. So what are you saying then? What should we be doing on the twenty fourth of September? I am saying even before then, yeah. maybe your department of arts and culture, not even Buena Fela, let alone go the, the media people. Yeah. Have some slot there, yeah, resuscitate Ubuntu. So they were this heritage, yeah, on about for in what we expected to do. And they separated from the apartment because they are culture, they would change that twenty sixty. Would have a different set of clothes. Mara the principles of Ubuntu, I didn't let them but there should be some sort of education. Okay, so let's not reduce Heritage Day to clothes. Yeah. And the fact that I know me, I'm rocking my situation today, therefore I'm sorted. No, but also we need to understand that if you look at the way we dress, there's very, the, things are similar. People used to assume Horobabedi don't have beads, but they have beads. Just the different beading patterns that we have just depict Horobabedi. Uh, and we, you know, the whole thing of tribalism, Fresh, comes from colonization when we were segregated as Africans and that we're no Mutsuana, we're no Musut. But when you look at our history, we are all interconnected. You know, mm-hmm. the Babedi tribe comes from the Batswana tribe. The Batswanas are descendants of the Karanga people or Bakalanga, the people of the East who migrated down. Mm-hmm. And then when we get to what we now currently know as Botswana, we split from the Bakhatla and then Rababar Bababedi. And then they became Babedi and they moved further north to Southern Africa. So if you look at how we do things, there are similarities and you're right, we shouldn't focus on the whole tribalism thing about Kimu Zulu, Kimu Ng mm. because that's why I always say when we look at our practices, what is the essence? Because when we start to realize the essence like for example, what's the difference between Muto Pasangkampepo, Lo Pasangkamit? The essence is those things are kind of like 
they open the connection to the ancestors. They invite them forward as you call upon them. So once we say no, because but it's about opening. It's the things that open the channels. Somebody also asked on Twitter about what's the difference between the South African Ndebele mm-hmm. and the Zimbabwe Ndebele, which is, a, I find it a very good question because the Zimbabwe Ndebele Zazulus, mm-hmm. they left with uh, um, Ziligazi Ukumalo, mm-hmm. Uh, who was one of uh, Shaga's uh, very trusted regiment mm. uh, and further and went up further north to Zimbabwe to mm. start to start a new kingdom which mm. is what is currently known as Mandebele you sure. know or when the British came to they said but uh, the the Tebeles but mm. they are Zulus sure. so that's Again, that tells us that how we are interconnected as Africans, and then the South, then the South African Debelles are also um, in two parts, two mm. dialects. There's one who were part of what we call the Southern Transvaal, which is now Gauteng and mm. Mpumalanga, which speak more of Nguni, you know, originated in Debele. There's a lot mm. of Nguni words or Zulu words in that in Debele language, and there's the ones of the Northern Transvaal, which is what is called Limpopo, mm. which has some dialect of Sepedi in it, a bit of Afrikaans. So it's a mixture of things. Mm. So I always say to people who are of Nanguni, when Ulumusutu or Ulumutuana, uh, Ulumupet, the minute when you do your praise, and that's why E. Tagazel are so important, or Direta, Hotireta, you minute you say your praise, it shows that in your origin, you've got a Nguni or what Bakoni or uh, Mungoni lineage in your ancestry. Again, it takes us back that actually, when you look at who we are as Africans, we are just Africans. We're hanging we out one- with Gogo Dineo Ntlanzi. She is our oracle, if you will. <laughs> oracle. Uh, we'll wow. take two more calls. What do you struggle with when it comes to culture, the way we do things even, as your uncles all say sometimes, but that's how we do things. <laughs> yes. Why, uncle, is just the way we do things? How? Nedbank aims to educate mothers on the importance of vaccinating their children that will help in their early development. You too can join the movement by opening a Nedbank Children's Affinity account and moving your salary today to support the Nelson Mandela Children's Fund at no cost to you. Plus, you could also stand a chance to win double tickets to the Global Citizen Festival on the 2nd of December 2018. T's and C's apply. See money differently. Nedbank. Drake on Metro FM, nice for what? 7.54, fresh breakfast. We'll be here until 9 this morning. Coming up in the next hour, just after the news at 8, Fresh Nap, our tech feature. Today we're talking about Amazon.com. They're planning to open as many as 3,000 new Amazon Go cashless stores in the next few years. Why should we care? We'll answer that question for you at about 10 minutes after 8. Right now, wrapping up with Gogo Dineo Ntlanzi. She is our resident traditional healer. Question on Twitter asks, When did we start using Western things like brandy and whiskey to perform our traditional uh, ceremonies? This is from Tami. If I had the exact date of when it happened, I would say, but I, I need to say something that 
you know, people think civilization began when we got colonized. We, we were always, you know, our civilization as Africans because we were traders. So things like beads and alcohol during our trade, as we traded with iron, copper and things like that, we got certain things back and mm. then we made them our own. As Africans, we always brewed alcohol because mm. we brewed it as an offering to people. Nobody would leave a home without having a drink mm. because as a way of honoring guests, we would offer them alcohol as a way of honoring our ancestors would offer them alcohol including you know what we call spirits mm. because you are also offering a drink of your great grandfather or what your people used to drink but mo- when you do a big ceremony it's always important to make sure that above the brandies and things there is umkombot, mm. the traditional brewed beer other people even brew their own amarula so generally it's the drink that your ancestor preferred yes that time. you would then offer so ah. some of you who are going to be ancestors 15 or how many years from now champagne might want champagne yes <laughs> might want different champagne. things yeah but it's it's the, the assumption is that alcohol is western but it comes from here it's just that what what the west did is they know how to package their things yes. very well because even with uh, the things we use from combo tea, we don't mm. make them as africans ourselves they're made by somebody else you know hey. they, they're made by, by by another institution that's that's the unfortunate part so when i'm an ancestor they'll be rocking tequila there yeah, they, they they will you know they will be pouring as an offering. Oh no! Nah. Ne? What did you want tequila? I will want tequila, well, as an ancestor. Yes. Good morning, Lebo. Thanks for holding. Hello, how are you? We're good. What's your question, Lebo? Uh, uh, I have a question for Okokone. Uh, when it comes to names, yeah? like, do you is it a must that you take names from like Avant Avashoni, you know, and Hearing over to Lomon to Lomi, that's soup and everything. And then those, like your in laws would want you, like, would want you to give your child that name. Is it like cultural? Is it important? Um, thanks for your question, Lebo. Please listen on the radio. How important is it to pass names on, yeah. especially names of people that were actually a problem? Yeah, I think that's a very, that's a topic on its own. To, I mean, name is a calling forward of somebody's identity and saying this is what you are wishing or hoping they they be in life. Mm. So in, in some other cultures, you don't just take a name. But it means that you need to purify that name if you really want to use it so that the child does not take the acts that are not favorable. So it's not always the case that you need to take somebody's name who's mm. late. You know, nobody wants to be called Matlakala uh, for no reason because mm. you need to understand why are you given that name. Context. Because when we talk about naming and why we name children, we look at the circumstances of the birth, mm. uh, of the pregnancy, and what was going on around for us and what we are hoping and wishing that child brings. That's mm. what, that's where a name should actually come from. We shouldn't sure. just give a name because we want somebody's name to be alive because we miss them because that's what we do sometimes. They want to give you a name because they want to remember the grandmother. Mm. You know, They say it in memory of, but how is that going to enable that child if that grandmother's life, they, need, they then need to purify it. They need to do some sort of cleansing, mm. some sort of ceremony and also connecting that child to the spirit john asks if uh, your ancestor uh, w- w- didn't drink alcohol do i need to use alcohol during a ceremony you're not only offering to one ancestor you're offering to a collection of ancestors ah, okay right so you might be calling the ones you know so when you call upon ancestors you're not only you're calling those that i know and those that i don't know ah. but it, because then the other question might be like how do i know which one i'm calling the right or the wrong one always say 
you know the ones in light kibiza badimo ba lesedi ba khanya ngibiza bokokona bomkhula bakhanyayo abahle so that's how you call upon them and i like that we are starting to use the word call upon mm. than pray to ancestors sure. because they we don't pray to them they just intercede us between us and god ah. we pray to god so sure. they make a way mespatla to patla is to make a way mm. so once a way has been made by the time we send prayers we are now connected to that you know the line of connection is clear so the signal is sharper if that if we would use today's language finally in wrapping what is the difference between a sangoma and inyanga inyang so inyanga dingaka it's we are all it's meant healers but mm. what we have tend to distinguish in the modern times is that people who are now called dingaka chupi or izinyanga a herbalist mm. and sangoma sabangoma who are what we call intermediaries between us the living mm. and those of us uh, i mean our ancestors so mm. those who've passed on so sangomas have the ability to connect you to your loved ones whereas in young as i expect uh, they've got expertise around the medicinal plants that we use uh-huh. but we all are the, the, the ngaka, rangaka. So, yes yes Gogo, as always, thank you so, so, so much. Togoza, thank you, thank you, thank you. Togoza, Gogo. Where do we find you online? Online, um, I've got a website, um, gogodinoandlanzi.com, and all my social media handles are gogodinoandlanzi.com.